Hey friend, this is Thomas. Welcome to the Bloom Living Podcast. Before we head in today's show, a couple things I wanted to let you know of. One is you can go to bloomyourmoney.com and download our free ebook, Bloom Your Money, Your Life. That's at bloomyourmoney.com. And I encourage you to keep checking in with the show because we have a whole series upcoming on Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, what you need to know, what you should know, the ins and outs of it, including where to buy it, how to buy it, and how to keep it safe. Today's podcast is brought to you by Thomas DeShooter Business Success Coaching. Are you ready to experience your business thriving? Or maybe you're already thriving and you want a better system for managing your cash flow. The truth is, you need to be set up to win. And winning is all about the process. Being certified cash flow specialist and profit first professionals, Thomas DeShooter Business Success Coaching will put you on track to win big. Check the show notes to book your free consultation or go to thomasdeshooter.com. Hey there, welcome to the Bloom Living Podcast. I am your host, Thomas DeShooter. Yeah, I feel like uh, one of those football, uh, international football announcers where they announce, Goal! Yeah, they're just great. I mean, they go on longer than that, way longer than that. Uh, I decided to cut it short. Today we have a fantastic guest, Monica Orotsky, and here's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about travel and the world of travel, and gosh, this uh, this year of 2020 has just been a total, a total rearrangement of the travel industry and what can happen or what can happen, and as we move through November here into the holiday season, I can't help but think that several people are going to be affected by travel restrictions and the inability to travel and that breaks my heart. Uh, With Monica we're going to discuss things that you might be able to do, things to focus on and an interesting piece that we talk about is uh, is homeschooling and the ability to homeschool uh, your kids as part of travel and that's something that my wife and I have done uh, with our kids and it is great for the adults and it's great for the kids. Some of my fondest memories of travel with my children are from some of our homeschooling trips. Hey, Monica Orotsky is the vice president and co-founder of Yampu Tours and Yamp Go, starting the company 22 years ago with her husband. Her travel experience comes from first-hand knowledge she has gained from multiple trips she has taken with her husband and two kids. So naturally, she is an expert in family travel. Her eye for detail and her knack for knowing what clients want has made Monica one of the very best in the travel industry today. Well, hello, Monica Orowski. How are you today? I'm fine, Thomas. How are you? I'm very well. And uh, where are you located? Because where I am, it's raining and it's kind of cold and it's not very pleasant outside. Oh, I'm in Los Angeles. It's really beautiful today. We have blue skies and sunshine. Nice, 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 nice. Uh, I was excited when... Uh, I was told that you were going to be coming on the show. My wife does all of the the bookings and et cetera. And the reason I was excited <clears throat> is because your specialty is travel. And uh, you've been doing this for over 20 years. And of course, with COVID, the travel world <laughs> has changed dramatically almost overnight. And so I'm, I'm curious, like, I don't, I don't want to, drill down onto anything in particular let I'm thinking like what would you want to say about the travel industry right now from your perspective like I guess challenges or rebounding or what the focus might be going forward well first of all if you have any friends or contacts that are in the travel business send them an email with a hug (laughs) okay (laughs) because it's really i mean i've never experienced we've been through a lot of disasters we when we first started the company um you know just a couple years later there was 9-11 and we you know we 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 trucked through that and then there was 2008 and we trucked through that um you know so but this is the worst thing that we've ever experienced in our business life 
basically we sell international travel and they no one wanted Americans until just about now. So it was devastating. So what we did, because we've always been busy, we sell 60 countries and there's always a place that's hot. We never have that slow season that many businesses get. So we're considering this a really the long winter, you know, winter is coming, you know, <laughs> that this is our slow season um, right now during the COVID and we've been using it to, there's tons of countries that we were selling, but we didn't have time to add to our website. So we've been adding all of those. We've added probably 12 countries. Um, we've added the United States. We never sold trips in the United States. Um, the, the format just didn't really work with our, our business ethos, but now we're finding that yes, we can sell these great national parks, um, these wonderful itineraries, going to ranches and um, you know hiking and rafting and uh, lots of animal safaris. You could do an animal safari in Yellowstone. So we've been adding the United States, including Alaska and Hawaii and the United States. So we've been really busy adding new properties. I added um, a school. I've been building a school for a people who want to get in the travel business but don't know how, um, teaching them how to do it. And you know, I don't have a lot of students right now because I can't promise them income maybe for the next few months. But I'm getting into the air time when you know it takes six months to learn. So right now would be a good time to start marketing my school. And so that's what we've been doing is just using this as a really long, slow season to get organized because every single person I know says, get me out of here as soon as I can go, as right. soon as it's safe for me to go. So you're, you're pretty much expecting that there's going to be just a snowball of people that just want to get out, get out of Dodge. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, I was talking to some real estate people in California, um, houses are selling like crazy right now. So I think people still have money, um, some people, um, and, uh, yeah, we think that there's a pent up demand. Mm -hmm. Uh, so some of the terminology you use. So when you say from your perspective, cause this is all kind of Greek to me in the travel world, I've usually booked a lot of stuff myself. And when you say we've added a country or we've added a property, from your perspective, what does that look like when, when that happens? Like, is it just like, oh, well now go here? Or are you adding contacts there that you can devise or you can create a package for somebody? So we've added the trip details to the website. Our trips, we do everything. We book um, all of the flights, uh, their hotels, the drivers, the guides, um, any kind of special experiences. Some places need permits to go. Um, you need, you know, special permission. Um, so all of this kind of uh, details, all the entrance fees. Um, sometimes we'll do meals or picnics or um, a specialty, you know, specialty guides. All of this is uh, goes into what we call an itinerary. And the itineraries are what we've been adding to the website because our clients, we, they come to us and they'll say, Monica, I want to go to Croatia now. And then I'll just, you know, put together the itinerary with everything. They don't even have to think about it because I know the clients so well that um, they just say, here's Monica, I want to go to Kenya. I'm going to take my, my kids, my grandkids, you know, and there's 10 of us put something together. So, um, and then I just do everything for them. And so what you're used to doing is going on to like 20 different websites and booking, you know, different hotels every night, um, the flights, you know, maybe the car service, you know, maybe you're booking a tour uh, a la carte. Um, that, so Yampu Tours does, puts everything together in a package. We get wholesale rates. Um, that you can't buy because we're a wholesale travel uh, tour company. We're not travel agents, we're a tour company. Okay. So uh, we put, put together these uh, private tours. So they're not with 
So if you're imagining a big bus of people, that's not us. Um, imagine a nice car with your own driver and guide. Uh, in some countries, you get a driver and a guide. Some, some countries, it will be a driver guide. Right. Um, and they'll pick you up and um, take care of you. And really, you're not, you're, what you're spending is more on the front end. You're not pulling out your wallet much while you're traveling, except for meals and shopping and right. tips. Right. So you're really you're really taking a couple or a family and and I guess it could be an individual, but really like uh, from what I sort of saw on your website and that there's a focus on family stuff. Uh, you're really taking that and just saying we're going to you know, you tell us where you want to go out of all of these packages that we offer. And then you're going to put together everything for somebody and yeah. all they need to do is basically open their eyes and show up. Yeah, well, read the documents. <laughs> so many people don't read their documents till they're on the way to the plane. <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm cutting it down just a little bit, but you, you know what I mean. Like they're that we're not the person is not going to be responsible to you know land at an airport and then try to figure out how they're going to get transportation to their first hotel. No, everything's right. taken care of them for them. Some clients have more engagement in the planning process than others. Some people know me so well, they just just say, I want to go to this country. And then, and then I set it up for them and there's very few changes. Some clients, there's a lot of back and forth, a lot of, um, you know, a collaborative planning. And I like that. Um, I, every single itinerary will be different. So these, these things that we're putting on the websites is basically an idea to spark your imagination. Right. Right. So you get the interest and then you start putting something together for them. That's going to, that's going to sort of fit uh, what they've told you. How important, like how, how crucial is it for you to get to know the person? Like I, I'm sure longtime clients, you know, a lot more about them. You've had experiences with them, but somebody brand new, how important is it for you to kind of get a sense of who they are? It's really important. You know, uh, somebody came to me, just a few days ago and wanted to go to the Bahamas, which is not my specialty because um, Bahamas mostly is just going to one resort and staying there. And my itineraries tend to move a lot more and have a lot more activities. So she came to me and she wanted the Bahamas. And as I started researching and finding all the prices, I found um, a place that I would love, but definitely wasn't for everyone. So I need to know that client well so that I'm not just planning a trip that I would like, I'm planning a trip that she would like. Right. So you have to kind of remove yourself from the equation and go, what I would like or what I think is great is not the issue here. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, most people that buy from me, they, they uh, have similar tastes and they appreciate my taste and my, my vetting process. Um, but yes, you know, um, you know, some clients like to get up early in the morning and use the whole day. Some clients don't like to leave until after 10. I need to know which, which, which kind of, of person I'm talking, I'm talking with and I'm working with. Um, some people like to have a lot more free time to meander on their own. Others like to have every moment planned. Uh, I'd like to know how much, if, if I'm planning a hike, is a hike to them one mile or is a hike to them five miles? You know, um, things like this. Do they have any knee problems? Do they have, um, you know, anything, any kind of physical problems that I, I need to know about? Um, when Because we plan a lot of really fun things, you know, um, go, going up in a balloon over the, 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 the Masai Mara, for example, in Africa, you know. So I need to know that they don't have fear of heights, um, you know. Uh, if there's a child, I, I need to know if it's a bouncy child or if it's like a well, well like a reserved child. <laughs> right. we have some, like we have a hike in Peru called Juan Yupishu, and I wouldn't let my, my son go there until he was like 14 because he was so bouncy when he was a little. He would have probably bounced right off into the valley. Mm. Um, so I need to know if it's about, they've got a little bouncy boy that we need to like put on a wider trail, you know? Um, so those kind of things. I like to really know all the gritty details about my families and my um, couples and people that I work with. Right. 
Good. And uh, how, like, how involved are you so on the paperwork side? Because I'm, I'm assuming there's, there's sometimes issues with people's passports. Like, is this how the depth of stuff that you need to get into with people? Yeah, I need to know every detail. So what we do is we have them send passport copies right. and we check to make sure they have enough time on their passport. And that's actually, uh, uh, we used to have them send it and, um, but we didn't check as much. And so a client had a problem. So then after that, we always check, you know, some, some of this learning to do this job has been learning by sometimes, you know, if something comes up and you're like, okay, we can never let this happen again, you know? So you have to learn from your mistakes. So um, now we check every, and then we send a, a docu, um, a confirmation email. And if anything is not right on their passport, we highlight it and say, this, this passport doesn't have enough time. You need to get a new one. Um, we don't actually do visas for people, but we can put them in contact with visa services. We give them all the information so they know they need the mm -hmm. visa. Um, okay. You know, they don't have to go to a million websites and research everything. We're going to give them a point by point document when they book that, that lays out everything that they need to know about the trip. And then um, we also sell trip insurance, um, which can help if let's say um, the somebody falls off a horse, that's the worst thing that's ever happened, you know? So um, that would be a big thing. So we have travel insurance and that would help cover them. Um, or let's say, um, let's say something happens when they're on their way to the airport, they get in a car accident, you know, it would cover their, all the stuff that they can't cancel that, you know, that kind of thing. So we get really into the details, minute details. And that's what drives a lot of people crazy that try to work in travel is they can't, they never imagined how many tiny little details. And if you get one detail wrong, it's like knocking over uh, a dominoes. Right. It can be yeah. a cascading challenge, right? Yeah. If, if you don't catch that their passport is expired and the whole family shows up at the airport and they can't get on the plane and then they miss their Galapagos boat. And then, you know, and it's just like this domino of, of issues. So you really have to, we're, we're really sticklers for details or we kind of uh, micromanage everything and look over everything. And we have actually, it's kind of like checks and balances. We have four sets of eyes on every single um, itinerary that gets booked. Right. So that, those four people can like catch anything, you know? Yeah. So there's, there's double, triple checking going on essentially. Yeah. The yeah, idea yeah. is to make sure that we've got everything right and prevent problems, not just respond to problems. So the kind of problems I want to be responding to is, Hey, there's an earthquake in Santiago and the whole city is shut down. That's something that I couldn't control. That was out of my control and then we're really experienced to hop in and like change everything and uh, manage, you know, people that are supposed to be meeting that might be missing each other because of the problem, you know. So that's where when we should be solving problems, but we don't want to ever have to solve problems that we could have caught before. Right. You, you want to be managing the surprises that come up, not the not the stuff that you could have controlled off the top. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So if you look on our trust pilot, you'll see that we have uh, almost 100 percent five star because that's kind of our ethos. Our ethos is, you know, we don't want a client to come to us once. Honestly, the marketing costs of getting a client for the first time and then them going away makes it not worth it, you know? So we need the clients to come back every year, right? you know? And in order to get that to happen, every, it just has to be trip of a lifetime. You know, every trip that we do needs to be their best trip ever, you know? Right. And so on that note, could you, could you work with somebody? Cause I'm in Canada. Could you work with somebody up in Canada or do you just strictly work with us? No, absolutely. We have clients in Canada. We have clients in Hong Kong and Singapore and Europe. Uh, the Middle East. Uh, we have clients all over the world. That's a great thing about, you know, the internet. You know, um, we started in uh, 1998 when, you know, Google Click was like a new thing. And uh, uh, yeah. And so we've, um, you know, we, we have clients from all over the world. 
That's awesome. When Google Click was a new thing. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember those days <laughs> when, yeah. when, uh, when none of this stuff was, it, and it's kind of, it's amazing now. So uh, just getting back to, to challenges that might come up, is there, is there like a top three things that come up for people that you've had experience with in dealing with the amount of clients you've, you've dealt with that kind of like the, the top three mistakes that these travelers make or, or something of that nature? Well, the, the top three emergency calls I get are usually it has to do with a canceled flight. So this is no one's nothing we could have prevented. It's the airlines. The airlines have a lot of control and, um, and they're the hardest to deal with. And they're the first experience a client has. So it's kind of hard when that first experience they have is out of your control. Um, so when we can book the clients, that at least gives us the ability to make the phone calls for them and to reroute things um, and, to, and to be notified. So they may be busy packing on their way. And if we book their ticket and the, the flight is canceled, we'll get a notification. And then we call them and say, hey, your flight's been canceled. We need to reorganize, you know. Um, so that's the the biggest thing that happens the next biggest thing that happens is a um, natural disaster like we've had typhoons we've had earthquakes uh, mudslides so um, the, that's the second biggest thing and the third maybe maybe that's the third the second is probably civil unrest Oh, okay. So I had a group of guys that I work with and um, they are from an accountability group and they take these great adventure tours. And the first day they were in Santiago last year, um, the whole city erupted in protest. And um, I think there were even smoke bombs being flown around and and they were all calling me because all of them have my cell phone number. So they were all texting me and calling me and Boxer, they had me on Boxer. And they, um, so, so we had to, you know, get them up really early in the morning and take them to the airport before the city shut down, you know, to get them out into the, to, to Patagonia, which is where they were going. So uh, that's the second actually is civil disrest. And then the third is natural disasters. But as far as the clients making mistakes, I mean, not reading their documents, you know, um, you know, so like if you needed something, if you were supposed to do something or get something and you're on the way to the airport and that's when you're reading your documents, that's the biggest uh, probably thing that clients do, but not all clients do that. So it's just, just a few that I come to mind. <laughs> just a few that don't read the fine print. Yeah, yeah. They tell on the way to the airport, they're like, I needed hiking shoes. Yes, and you were supposed to break them in. <laughs> Not only did you need them, but you needed to break them in a month ago. That's funny. That's funny. Uh what I guess now with with COVID, what are you experiencing in trying to book things? Like is there is is going to other countries right now, is there a lot of uh challenge or a lot of fear? out there around booking or is it just perceived like my I guess my perception from the media would be that there's no travel nobody wants anybody to come to their country and trying to get into another country is like quarantines and all of this hassle would you say that is the experience right now or is it just appear that way so it was that way for a while, for a long while. Really, nobody wanted us. There was nowhere we could go. Um, and people didn't feel safe even leaving their house. And, and we weren't supposed to leave our house. And now we're getting to the point where we're learning to manage. You know, we started by going to the grocery store. You know, we have our mask and we've got our gloves and, you know, uh, Trader Joe's washes down the cart for you, you know. So it's like baby steps. You baby step out of the house. And then it was, well, we can go to restaurants outside. Then uh, what we started to do personally, my husband and I, is to travel domestically because we're putting all these U.S. trips together and we have to see things. And that, that act of going and getting on a plane seeing that the airports are basically empty, there's a lot of extra space on the plane. People, when you stand in line to go through customs, they're standing six feet apart. 
Um, you can wear your mask. You lift it to show the, the, the guy at security, put it back on. Um, and uh, there's, you know, so it's really, I felt really safe flying on these short flights. So the next thing I'm going to feel safe doing is going internationally. So my brother-in-law just went to Mexico. I haven't been international yet, um, but a lot of places are starting to want us because what happened is with nobody traveling and everyone staying home, everyone's economies are just nuts. People are starving there. They're, it's, it's terrible. And a lot of the countries that we sell, they don't have, you know, our PPP loans or our extra $600 checks we're getting, you know, if we're furloughed. So these people need us to come back to traveling. So South America is starting to open up. Um, Peru is opening in October. Ecuador is already open. And they are, there's, I've, there's some things I'm really excited in Ecuador. Um, Tahiti is open. Africa, I think, is a great trip when you've got the bravery to go on a longer flight, um, Africa, once you get there, you're in tented camps, no elevators, no crowds. Um, you've got a guide showing you how outside, showing you how to watch, see wildlife. You know, maybe you do a walking safari, uh, Jeep safari, which the Jeep is completely open. Um, so I'm really excited about Africa. Um, uh, uh, Costa Rica, Mexico are, is open. Um, so slowly countries are de deciding that they really need us. Yeah. And to me, that's really great. So what I would suggest to people is start with traveling locally and see how people are responding in your own state. Then maybe go to another state. I've been to Colorado, Montana, Wyoming, Arizona, Nevada, Utah in the last few months. And I'm starting to feel really good. I This last trip, we even took our elderly mother-in-law and the biggest danger to her was herself because she doesn't really understand. <laughs> she needs, I kept seeing her mask like up to here. Yeah. And I, it doesn't work that way. You have to have it just, over your Just nose. below the nose, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, as long as you're as safe as you keep yourself now. Right. If if you wear your mask and you stand six feet away from people, and if you find somebody that's not doing that, you will turn around and walk the other way away from them. Then you know it's it's in your the ball is in your court basically right now. Stay away from crowds. Stay outside. Go to nature places. Yeah, yeah. Outdoors. I, I'm fortunate. I live in uh, I live on Vancouver Island. I'm you know, steps away from the great outdoors uh, every morning. You know, uh, Africa, uh, 2019, uh, Feb January, February, we went to uh, Kenya. And fortunate that my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law live in Kenya with their kids. Oh, and nice. so we, we were able to travel there. And then we spent, you know, three plus weeks and we had them as our tour guides, essentially. And so we were able to book, you know, places on the Indian Ocean and just uh, have a great time. We did a safari. I loved, like, as, as far as a travel experience of all the traveling I've done, that I've done that has been an absolute highlight. And the girls, uh, I have 14-year-old twin daughters. We were just talking about this literally a couple of days ago of how nice it would be to go back and our, you know, our favorite part was the safaris and being in the vehicle with the roof off yes. and, and then having these lunches out in the middle of, uh, the bush. Yeah. yeah like, to like it was, and the, the, the accommodations are next level. Like you're so looked after, you don't, you know, all of your luggage is like, nobody lets you do anything. And then, you know, you, anyhow, it was a great, a great experience. And, uh, and the reason I bring that up is because you you mentioned in some of your uh, information you sent me was the idea of homeschooling your kids as travel experiences with yeah. with, with school changing. And we've done that, but I'd love for you to share, uh, you know, what you think that could look like for families in terms of of doing that, of educating their kids right on the ground of going places. So I I noticed this when I I've always traveled with my kids. They're they're adults now, but. Uh, I remember being in um, uh, Costa Rica and we were going up on a hike and the kids stopped. They actually saw it. They saw 
uh, an army of ants carrying a scorpion, which was a thousand times more weight than one little ant. But as an army together, they were able to carry this scorpion off. And they just thought that was the neatest thing. And if you think about it, if you're, if you're homeschooling your kids and you need to teach them science and you need to teach them reading and, and math, um, you could do this around studying things. You know, and that one school that my daughter went to in New York, they did that. They studied birds and she was able to um, to study birds and they, they incorporated her writing and her reading and her um, science and um, math into the study. So my, my recent idea that I think is just great for the right family is to go to Ecuador and you could stay for three weeks or a month. And uh, one of the places that is offering us a great deal is Hacienda Zuleta. And this Hacienda, so Hacienda is kind of like a ranch here in the United States. So this is a beautiful old um, home, used to be owned by the former president of Ecuador and his family still lives there and they'll still come down and have a meal with you. And um, they've sectioned off parts of the um, ha hacienda for family. So the, each family has its own section and they're giving a deal of like half price and they have horseback riding, they study condors and this is really neat. There's a guy there He's from France, just there to help save these condors and study them. So you could send your kids up there to learn about um, saving the condors. Why are they, um, you know, going extinct? What what are what are the problems that they're facing? So you learn about the environment. You learn about science. Um, they can go and make cheese. They can go learn to weave. Um, they have high speed internet, so the parents can work. Um, and they can, you can also do your homeschooling and then you have all these activities, biking and hiking and horseback riding and studying the condors and making cheese. And so that's one thing I would do for two weeks. So the special is if you book two weeks, you get this half price, great deal. And then, um, another thing I would do is either a rainforest lodge or there's a cloud forest lodge that is amazing. And in the cloud forest, so cloud forest is basically a rainforest at high altitude. Right. So, uh, and the cloud forest has amazing birds that you can study. Um, the the fauna, uh, the plant, the plants and the animals are amazing there. Um, I have a great picture of me standing with a leaf, and the leaf is one leaf is almost the size of my body. I mean. <laughs> The plants just go crazy in this area. And then what I would do is go out to the Galapagos where you can study, you know, Darwin, you can study um, all of these. And so my daughter, when, when she was studying birds, because we've been several times, we went to the Galapagos and there was something happening and I didn't notice. I don't even think the guide had stepped away from us. So it was my daughter that said, mom, that bird is regurgitating her food and feeding it to the baby. And so I looked and that's, that was happening. And then right, so that's how they feed. And she'd learned that in studying in, in New York, studying about birds. And then she noticed it. So how great it is as she learned this fact and then she sees it in real life happening. And then an albatross comes down and tries to steal the food as the mom is transferring it to the baby's mouth. And so this, then it was just like this bird crazy war going on. And it was really, really neat. And, um, and I think the kids, they learn, so they're learning by being there and doing it and seeing it. This stuff is so boring to read in your classroom, you know, yeah. um, you know, uh, but when you're out really seeing it, you know, it's, it's exciting, you know? Yeah. So it's that's amazing. one idea that I have for a family that has a month that can work from a remote location, do their schooling, and then have all these great real life experiences that teach their kids about nature and in the environment. Yeah. We're speaking about travel with uh, Monica Orowski. 
And, uh, you know, I love that. I love the idea of kids and, and we've done a little bit of that. So I'll, I'll quickly share, uh, in, um, 20, 2015, we actually took our kids, uh, we homeschooled for a number of years. And so when we moved, uh, we decided to take all of September off, my wife and I, and instead of uh, moving into our new house, we had some renovations done. We went and traveled and we went to Europe. And so we went to the beaches of, of France and uh, we ended up studying at this point uh, the world wars of World War One and World War Two. And what had happened is my, my wife had read the diary of Anne Frank with the girls and they requested to go to the Anne Frank Museum because they were so enthralled with the story. So it actually turned into this like ultimate field trip. And I was, I was kind of jealous because I know I learned about all that stuff in school and I had never been to those places myself. And, and it's so different to be on the ground and to go to one of the, the uh, remembrance um, uh, uh, sites where, where all the soldiers are buried. And, and as a family, you know, we all had tears running in our, like we have these moments we'll never forget. And the, and I know my kids will always have been impacted by that level of learning. Like it's one thing to read this stuff in a book. It's another thing to be there and actually see it and take in the experience of it. And I'm so happy you did that. That, that's an amazing story. And I think it's something your kids are going to remember forever. Yeah, that and, uh, and then the other thing, so this is a funny story. The other thing is, uh, we, we part of that trip, we went to New York as well. And we went to the Museum of Modern Art. And in there was the Andy Warhol uh, Campbell Soup collection, Uh all of the Campbell Soup collections. And we get back to our little town here of Nanaimo on Vancouver Island. And our girls we're going to uh, one of those four cats art classes that they had. And uh, the, the teacher or the instructor that day brings up a picture on an overhead projector of one of the Campbell soup cans and starts talking about, you know, this is the Andy Warhol collection of the Campbell soup cans. And my, I think my kids were, you know, nine or eight or nine years old at this time. And they, they're like, uh, yeah, we were actually just in New York and we saw the whole collection, right? It's just kind of... <laughs> It was kind That's of funny. Great. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it, it was so cool that, that they had seen that. And then they came back and went to an art class and that was part of the conversation. Right. And so they have this rich understanding of that work now and of artwork from a different level. And uh, I'm, I feel so blessed that they've had that opportunity. Makes you look like a rock star too, because you you put them in that that position where they got to see that, and they they think my parents really do know what 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 I need to know, you know. Uh, there's a time that kids go through. I don't know if they your your kids have reached it yet, where they don't want to listen to anything. Yeah, you know? yeah, they're there. And then occasionally they'll come back and say, "I don't know how you do it, but you're always right, mom." Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah, it's funny, uh, not that we got on a call to talk about kids, but it's interesting how, and I was there myself, right, how I am at the stage now where they question whether I actually know anything at all, mm-hmm. right? And it's and it's funny because it's exactly what they're thinking and exactly what they're doing. I understand it because I was there as well. So I'm fully expected and I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course, this will <laughs> be a stage. I'm a, you know, we don't know anything. And then you'll realize one day we actually knew some stuff. Well, they'll, they'll look back on all these experiences you've given them and, um, you know, they'll take that into their adulthood, you know, and I think that travel uh, is a great gift to give your kids because it, it opens their eyes that to different cultures and that pe- there's nice people in every country. And I really think it's the key to peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's inclusivity, right? The more that we can actually raise our next generation with a with the thought process of inclusivity. Yes. And we are actually one world. You know, when I think of Carl Sagan and his blue dot, uh, you know, like this is it. Like, yeah, this is all we've got. And, and we need to manage it and we need to take care of it and we need to take care of each other uh, in order to to keep the thing going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, the people are kind all over the world. And when the kids experience, you know, people being kind to them, um, they don't grow up with hate or, 
or, you know, um, wanting to divide. Yeah. And, you know, that's a great point, Monica, because my experience of Africa also was that, you know, I came across people that had far less than what we have over here in terms of, you know, just running water, just a tap yeah. house that they could drink water from and the smiles on their faces and the joy they have for life supersedes so many people that I've met in my life over here that just think that they're chasing the next thing and they don't realize the beauty of life. That was a huge lesson to see firsthand. Yeah, I agree with you. I, um, I did a volunteer um, I worked in a school with my kids when they were about 14 and 12 and we went to volunteer in a school and build them a garden and we brought them um, oranges and bananas and bottle, bottles of water and sandwiches and hand, just handing out the bananas. The kids just their eyes brightened and they gave me these beautiful smiles. It was like I gave them an iPad or something, you know, um, and that was really important for the kids to see too. Um, you know, we've taken them to a homes in the Andes where, you know, they cook and heat their house and they live in one room from this little uh, black stove. And, um, and, and my kids, you know, had just come out of New York and had that little New York edge, you know, even though they were really young, maybe they were seven and 10 then, you know, and, um, uh, but they got to see, and there were guinea pigs running all around the house and, and it was really good for them to see, you know, and um, it's good for the, the people there too, because they, they get to know us, we get to know them, and we're sharing these experiences together. And, um, the, but it is true that, that some of the happiest people, this is another story. When my son was about maybe six or seven, we went to Nicaragua and we were driving through this area. There was just trees, you know, and kids were riding bikes, no shoes, no shirt. And my son, again, we were coming from New York at the time, and he was like, I want to live here. He saw this kid with no shoes and no shirt, riding a bike, and there was like a mule and a couple of dogs following. And my son, in his innocence, just thought that was just so beautiful, and it really is. You know, some of the happiest people I've met around the world are living in the moment. They're living really simple lives. Um, but they're, they've got their family, got their goats and their, you know, llamas and their, you know, guinea pigs, um, and they're happy. And, um, you know, so, so right now, I think even with this COVID thing, we're all learning here in our modern society that we need to learn to just be happy in the moment Yeah. with what we have. Absolutely. Gratitude, right? Be yeah. grateful. Uh, I'm curious, how did this all start for you and your husband? Like, what was the, you know, what just made you guys decide you wanted to, you wanted to start uh, uh, your Yampu tours? So my husband and I traveled to Machu Picchu when we first met. We actually did a couple of trips, but we did Machu Picchu was one of them. I think it was the first one we did. And um, we, it was, you know, there weren't a lot of companies selling tours to Machu Picchu at the time. Um, the, they had had some unrest 10 years prior, so it wasn't so popular right then. And, but I had read about, it, I really wanted to go. So we came back and he was going to start a business and he had a couple of ideas. One was to start a shoe business because his family had always been in the shoe business and he worked for his family for five years and we were in New York and the other was, oh, maybe I'll start a travel company and we can share what we did with other people and do and help them do it. And so, but first we went to, on the shoe journey and we were just about to rent a store in the lower, um, the lower east side, which was up and coming neighborhood. And his lawyer said, you can't sign this lease because they wanted him to to sign personal or something i don't know one of those lawyer details and so he didn't want him to sign the lease so then we just started the travel company instead so the lawyer who wouldn't let us sign the lease changed our life because since then um so we added peru that year and chile the next and then argentina and then every year we added two to five new countries 
And um, so we would have to go out and explore them and, you know, get all the details, get all the contacts and we come back and design everything, put it on the website, start marketing it. Um, and that's how we, we now sell 60 countries. Wow. What and does uh, a beautiful life and I appreciate it. Yeah. It sounds like, you know, you just never know what these things are going to, these things that are going to just alter your life and, you know, yeah. a life-changing event as a lawyer saying, Hey, don't sign this lease. Then are you still friends with this lawyer? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, okay. It's just one of those random. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, somebody he hired, you know, to help uh, him read this, this, uh, you know, le lease. That's awesome. Uh, what does Yampoo st stand for? Does it stand for mean anything? Um, so originally our name was Khan Tiki after the Thor Hadradel book about a raft between Easter Island and Peru and establishing that these two uh, civilizations are related. And the raft is a, a raft made of reed, which is a plant um, that grows around lakes uh, in the high Andes. Okay. And the raft was built in Bolivia. And the raft uh, is called a contiki in the Quechua language. I mean, uh, the raft is called a uh, yampu in the Quechua language. Okay. So there's another contiki with a C in Europe that did young people tours at the time. And everyone, all the travel agents were getting us confused. So we needed to get a more unique name to uh, differentiate ourselves from the other contiki. So uh, we, we chose Yampu because it kind of keeps the theme of Kantiki um, and it's unique. Nobody's ever heard of Yampu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, maybe this is a, Monica, this is a great time for you to just let people know how they can get in touch with you and how they can find you in order if, you know, if there's somebody out there that wants to start looking at travel, looking at vacation, or if there's somebody that wants to get into the business of, you know, how can people find you? How can people reach out to you? Um, sure. So um, first, our company name is Y-A-M like Mary, P-U, Yampu. Um, and so on our website, there's a chat, there's a phone number, um, there's an email, there's a form you can fill out. So whatever you like to do, there's a way that you can get in touch with us right on our website. And I am Monica Irowski Experiences. I assume you can put that in the show notes yes. on Instagram. And okay. that's where I put, I put all my personal adventures that I get into as I'm um, vetting all these trips. Um, so I put all my personal photos there. Um, Yampu also has an Instagram page and um, I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever you like, you'll find me. Right. Um, just Google my name, you'll find me. And um, and then I also have a travel school. So if anybody wants to learn um, to sell travel, I'll, I'll have you put the link there because kind of long um, in the in the show notes. Okay. And I am basically teaching people how to do what I do. And you can run the trips through our company because we have all the licenses and all the guides and everything. Um, but I'll just teach you how to plan it and market it. Awesome. And it's yampoo.com. And then, yeah. uh, so you said this a couple of times, I've been meaning to ask. So all of these trips that you're, that you, that you promote, have you done all of them or most of them? Uh, like, I've done most of them. Okay. So you get, so one of the advantages or one of the, I guess, one of the great things about your job is you, as part of your work, you get to go experience these things, these events and then come back and go, hey, this was great, and and then put that together for other people. So you've, in a lot of cases, you've gone on these trips and you've had these wonderful experiences. Yeah, I, I prefer um, to sell the places that I've been, um, and I actively scout out um, the most unique experiences and most unique properties, um, small properties. I love working with local companies um, rather than the big box hotels. Um, uh, you know, so, uh, I would, I love to travel and love to experience all that and share those experiences with my clients to get really excited about it. Mm, awesome. We have been speaking with, uh, Monica Urowski from Yampoo Tours, correct? That's correct. Yeah. And is it yampoo.com or yampoo tours.com? It's yampoo.com. 
Okay, perfect. And uh, of course, we'll put everything in the show notes. Is there anything uh, you'd like to leave people with before we sign off? Do we capture everything? Um, just, uh, you know, um, thank you for listening. And uh, I hope that you can dream up some beautiful adventures and go for it. You know, just be safe, wear your mask, stay six feet apart and, um, you know, get out there because there's so many beautiful things to see and beautiful people to meet. Awesome. And you know what? I have I have one last thing that I was going to ask you. Travel with flights right now, are they more expensive because the planes are less full or are you finding that pricing is pretty much normal as it was before? It depends on your dates. Um, if you're going at Christmas, you may have uh, some some challenges. I, I think some of the airlines are have fewer flights. So you might come up with some challenges there, but I have found some great deals. Um, and uh, so, and like, uh, I was just looking for Christmas actually for us. And I looked up going to Utah, um, Sun Valley, um, going to Vermont, and I found pretty decent prices for us right now. So um, it, it's still, you're still able to get some deals. Okay, awesome. Depends, it really depends on where you're going. Depends on when and where you're going. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. When and where um, and what the airline that services that place. Some airlines may have gone out of business. Oh, and yeah. if there's less airline servicing a certain destination, then they might go, the prices might go up. I, I noticed some of the hotels for Christmas because I was checking for some clients. Like I checked my favorite hotel in um, Mexico. It was like $2,100 a night. So I don't think some of the luxury hotels there they're not um, they're not they're not slashing prices as they're, you they're, might they're not they're not discounting. <laughs> right, yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks again. Thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. You've been a great host and I really enjoyed talking with you. Yeah, thanks Monica. Thanks. And thanks so much to you for joining in and listening to today's show. This is the Bloom Living Podcast. We hope you have yourself an amazing day. We look forward to having you join in again or maybe go back and listen to some of our previous episodes. And if you're so inclined, give us a shout out, give us a thumbs up, share it on social media. We'd really appreciate that. All the best. Stay blessed. Namaste. Namaste.